You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Folks, you're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. We are so excited about our upcoming advance, which will be the day after uh, Election Day. And starting November 5th through the 8th, we are going to be celebrating. That's the word that God has given us, celebration. And so we are being joined by Worship Mob in Texas at a resort called Tanglewood in Pottsboro, which you can still sign up for. I want to let you know that it's going to be a party, but we only have about 12 rooms left. I I had no idea that this would happen, but it turns out that we are literally going to just about sell out. And, and if these last 12 rooms go, that's it. We, we are completely booked, done. Uh, we cannot have anyone else join us. And we thought we were going to have plenty of extra space. But so many of you signed up. So I am I'm so excited because it's going to be our largest advance ever. And this comes on the tail end of COVID. Look at what God has done. So if you would like to grab one of those final 12 rooms, please jump on to bridemovement.com or just jump onto our app and you can sign up for the Bride Tribe Advance there. I want to remind you all that the deliverance portal we have been talking about for months and months has been up now for several weeks You can go to deliverance.bridemovement.com. It's also linked from our website at bridemovement.com and our app. And you can take assessments that will map your issues to our prayer resources. It will send you an email and you can use that email to link directly to our prayers. And I will personally pray all of those prayers over you to uh, uh, um, specifically address your needs and I, I couldn't be more excited about it. the testimonies are already pouring in. People are getting set free, delivered. I mean, in powerful ways, powerful manifestations. I mean, I have people writing in and say, you know, <laughs> I, I pressed play on one of your videos and couldn't walk afterwards. The anointing was so heavy. It's so exciting to see what God is doing. And, and, and this is why, because God is sick and tired of you being sick and tired. He's tired of watching his people suffer defeat at the hands of a fallen enemy and an inferior kingdom. And this deliverance portal contains the keys that you need to connect with the destiny that God has for you. By the way, did I mention it's 100% free? We have made this free to the whole world. Why? Because as a platform that... uh, preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ, we are fully committed to seeing the world delivered. And so we've made it available for free to anyone anywhere in the world. Uh, Just go to deliverance.bridemovement.com and tell a friend. We want to encourage those of you that continue to sow into this ministry. God is doing amazing things. We're moving to Houston. We're going to have a church that is a ministry center and an apostolic hub in Houston that'll launch late January, early February. And um, in, in between that time, we'll be relocating personally. And so I am very, very excited for what that's going to mean for us. I want to say, you know, for those of you that are in Houston, we look forward to having you as family and bride tribe. And uh, for those of you that are all over the place, you will have a, a hub to travel to. We're going to have 
weekend events, uh, regularly bringing in uh, cutting-edge teachers and leaders in the body of Christ to do trainings and equippings. Of course, we'll be doing plenty of our own. We'll be having community groups and every kind of other thing that you know happens with normal uh, church and community life. And so we're very excited for this transition for the ministry. And we will also be moving forward with our agenda for survivor housing. That's not going away. We're going to get the land. We're going to get buildings. We're going to get houses. We're going to put a program together that's going to be six to nine months. We're going to get people delivered, set free, and trained with practical and employable skills all at the same time. So this is a project that is coming together. We have God making divine connections. We are super excited. So if you'd like to sew into that and, and be part of what's happening, just go to bridemovement.com or go to our app. With that said, we're going to get right to the program. We have something super exciting for you this week. Uh, get ready. You get a comfortable pillow. You'll need it for your jaw. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Folks, welcome back to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall, and I'm very happy to be here talking to you and talking to our two friends, Amanda Byes and Priscilla. We've been in a series, and you guys just cannot seem to get enough. So I keep having to have them back on because you keep complaining. Dan Duvall, why won't you just end this program the right way, like where I'm not frustrated waiting for more? You know... I'm sorry, that, that's not in my control. These women and the fascinating nature of everything they keep saying is the, the reason why. So, so we are having them back for another installment. I am very excited because we have a lot of really fascinating things to talk about today. And you know what? There is a small chance we will actually get to a reasonable conclusion. Amanda, Priscilla, it's good to have you back on Discovering Truth. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here, Dan. Well, we are excited to have you. And folks, by the way, if you have not already visited Amanda's website, uh, she operates a ministry out of South Africa along with her husband, Roly Buys, Canaan Ministries. And if you look them up, Canaan is spelled with a K. And they have all kinds of resources, prayers, teachings, and other uh, things for you. So be sure to check them out. And if you haven't uh, heard any of the former podcasts that we've done, Priscilla is a survivor of satanic ritual abuse. And in her life as a, uh, a, 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 an operative in the kingdom of darkness, she had shape-shifting abilities. She was actually capable of physically transforming into a mermaid um, and going into different levels of the sea, including its deep depths, uh, even changing form from a mermaid to um, a mermaid having uh, tentacles instead of a fin. And she has explained all of that in former podcasts. If that sounds interesting and you haven't heard it, please go back. Today, we are going to be talking about uh, chakra points, their importance with programming, um, specifically some of the higher level stuff, transhumanism, artificial intelligence. And I want to begin with 
a conversation on the labs. And so I believe that we have a video that I have been provided by Priscilla. And we're going to start by looking at that for a couple minutes. It's a YouTube video. You'll be able to see the link in my screen if you are watching on YouTube. So you can look it up yourself. And uh, after about two minutes, we are going to come back and begin talking about labs. This is the artificial room facility, a place where humans could be grown entirely from scratch. The devices you see here are called growth pods. Each growth pod is designed to replicate the same conditions that exist inside the mother's uterus. Growth pods are designed to host human fetuses until they are fully developed. These artificial wombs are designed to help premature babies to continue developing after their birth. But emerging scientific research is making it possible to use them to create designer humans entirely from scratch. Every human fetus requires around 37 weeks inside the mother's uterus to fully develop. And then comes birth. But not every human has this biological luxury. In fact, every year, around 15 million fetuses are born too early. And approximately 1 million of them die due to birth complications. All right. So we're going to pause there. Priscilla? What do you need us to know? Well, I think uh, this uh, this video is a, um, uh, if you look the whole of it, um, it's very interesting. Obviously, this is uh, a lot of simulated things because uh, the society is not ready yet to, to have this all um, through upon them because a lot of people will, yeah, they will have obligations uh, against this. But um, as you are well aware, and I think most of your listeners, uh, listeners will be aware of this as well, uh, as well um, technology that we see here today is usually between 30 and 50 years old. And, um, uh, and there's a lot of technology behind the scenes that most normal people will never see um, that is already full on in use. Um, and one of these things is the, um, the artificial womb that, um, that, that, that you just saw. It, it doesn't look, the way I remember it, it doesn't look exactly like this, um, but, but it, you can, yeah, you can just imagine these pods being there in rows and, a um, lot of lot of baby babies uh, or fetuses being created, and um, now that is something that is very interesting because if you look at the creation story, and we know that um, God is the one who created humanity, 
who gave his life, he breathed in us. And, and that is how we got his spirit and we became a living being. And um, what, what I have noticed and, and what I know that, that Amanda has seen in other survivors as well, is that a whole lot of survivors, especially when they have uh, grown up in a um, art artificial room like this, they don't believe that God is the one who created them or that God is the one who gave them life. Uh, they believe that it is Lucifer who created them and that it is Lucifer who gave them life. So that is, it's, it's a very clever hijacking of Lucifer uh, with, with people already from the beginning because it's, it's one of the one of the biggest struggles that I have had in my personal journey um, is to see the level of evil that was in me, the level of evil that I was capable of, but also how I was created. Like having grown in a artificial womb, I have had no bonding with a mother or with a mother figure. And um, the only thing that I knew from conception is being in in uh, labs and, and, and being looked at and being monitored and being um, um, modified. Like they have been doing um, experiments on me while I was in that room because I mean, it's super easy to, to do experiments because they can see everything. There's no physical body of a mother in the way as they see it um to 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 do these experiments and um so for me it was really difficult to to think that that god is the one who created me who gave me life i i really believed it was lucifer who who did that and that lucifer is the one who created me which is what he want he what he wanted me to believe and um um and I, I, I remember the moment that I, I really started to see that it was God who gave me life and that he has the first claim on me because it was it, like Satan has to work with the building blocks. You know, Satan cannot create a sperm and an egg and all the DNA and, and that is in it. That is still God who provides it. So when I, when I saw that, that God was the one who, when the egg and the sperm came together and it's he that spoke life over me and it was like his purpose over my life was spoken first. It was, it was when my spirit got into that body that, that was going to be me, purpose was already spoken over me. And, and um, God already knew exactly how he wanted me to, to grow up and, and, and to, to uh, live life. And it was Satan who tried to, to hijack that purpose and who, um, who made, tried to make me think that it was he who created me. Because if I would not acknowledge God as my creator, then nothing like 
God's purpose for me would not, I would not acknowledge God's purpose for me. What you're saying is really huge. I have run into this in different ways before. And I actually want to hear Amanda's take on what you're saying because I see her face. Yes, Amanda. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know what I'd like to share, Dan, um, is our journey, um, how we eventually got to the knowledge where she is now, where Chris is talking now. But in the beginning, um, she was like saying to me, but I don't have memories of being in a womb. And then she said, could I have been in a pig's womb? Because they were doing experiments with pigs. And the, the pig's womb and the human womb, you know, is very close. And she said to me, could it have been a pig? I said, well, you know, in the cult, you can believe anything. So let's ask God to show us. So it was it was really a journey. And, and everybody else that we were working with could recall a mother um, and, and there was some sort of a connection, although, you know, they grew up with surrogate mothers, but they were still in a womb. They were still, a, a, you know, talking about being in a womb. And, but Pris was different. And she was saying, no, I, I don't have that. I'm not, I, I don't know a human mother. I don't know a human mother's heartbeat, a human mother's voice. Um, I don't have that bonding at all. And, you know, I was teaching a lot on bonding and the importance of a baby bonding. Um, you know, my daughter's also, uh, my eldest daughter is a play therapist and she is very much into baby bonding and teaching mommies how to bond with the babies and, you know, how our own brokenness can, can, uh, can prevent us from bonding. And so it was a journey with Chris and I'm thinking, Father, you've got to confirm this because this sounds weird. I mean, where did we hear about this artificial wounds? And as as we we you know explored and prayed and and wanted to see Father, you, you know who where was Priscilla? Who was she with? Um, she knew obviously your surrogate mother. There was no bond whatsoever. Um, she had a tremendous empty bucket like a huge empty space inside of her just longing for a mother wanting a mother figure crying out for a mother figure because she never had that um and and because god made us to bond with our parents and specifically your mother bond is your strongest bond uh, she just didn't have that so um it was a journey and it was amazing to see um, you know, how God worked. And then she kept on saying to me, but I, I'm a child of Lucifer. You know, it's Lucifer that created me. And I said, no, he can't. He's a created being himself. You know, he must have taken a sperm and he must have taken an ovum. And he just took what God gave. He hijacked it and he messed with it. And he, he read a demonic scroll over your life. But we, we've got something that we pray over the survivors that is called the right of the first claim. And that's where God says that before the foundation of this world, I have chosen you. And so God has the right of the first claim, not Lucifer, not Satan. And so we would fight with that. And, yeah, it was, it was just amazing when we eventually got to finding pictures of, a, of this 
womb, this, this artificial womb, and then her having the actual memory of the scientists hovering over her of the water in this artificial womb being used to sexually stimulate her. I mean, this sounds bizarre. This is a baby in a womb. And, and that, that type of stuff was coming out, you know. It was hectic. And every time, you know, then I'd say, Father, you're stretching me. Please help me understand this, you know, because this is not the normal mind, the human mind. If, if God doesn't give us understanding, we're going to miss it. So, um, you know, to walk with her and really believe her and believe what God is showing us. Wow. It was it was it was a challenge, but I, I praise God. We walked it. So I, I have to just say a few things here um, because oh, there's there's a lot of possible connections here that we need to just consider. Right. Number one, why? Is it so common that during abduction experiences, people are having their sperm and their eggs harvested by these entities on craft? Answer, they use that genetic material for all kinds of projects. Number two, why do so many people uh, get pregnant and have vanishing pregnancies two or three months in? It's just gone. It's almost like you were never pregnant at all, but you may have tested positive. I mean, there's people writing blogs and creating videos on YouTube, vanishing pregnancies. It's a thing. Where do you think those are going? See, when you add in the artificial wombs and the idea that they have many artificial womb facilities on and off planet, you begin to see how this agenda connects into actual testimonies and experiences that people do not know what to do with. We just don't realize how far it's gone and how diabolical it really is. You know, the Bible says in Matthew 24, men's heart will fail them for those for fear of those things which are coming on the earth. And one of the things we realize in this realm is that the kingdom of darkness has been busy building armies of hybrids. And some of them look very human. Some of them are human. I mean, they have a human spirit, but they grew up in a lab. They were actually engineered from the conception event in a test tube. And then there's a convergence with the actual hybrid, non-human, post-human, transhuman agendas, all leaning into similar technologies. Now, uh, just putting it out there, there's a lot to consider. Priscilla, I have a picture here uh, that you gave to me. So what, what does this picture mean to you? Well, what, what I see here, it's, it's like um, when, when you think of SRAs, satanic ritual abuse, people always think like when they, when they would ask me questions, it's like thinking it's somewhere uh, in the woods, uh, dancing around the fire and, um, uh, you know, kill a, kill a cat. You know, that, that is a lot of stuff that people think, like it's just dark and, and things like that. But for 
a lot of people do not understand at what level this is taking place. So when you look at this kind of lab, it's a very high-tech lab that has everything that you can imagine, like the, 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 we're now working, you know, coming towards 5G. Well, I mean, the kind of internet that they have, it's, it's on a whole different level. The kind of materials that they have, if, if you look at, uh, like in this picture, this is this specific one, it's, it's all very white. It's very, um, uh, how do you say that? When your sensor, your sensations are being- um, Deprived? Yes, that's it. Yeah, a bit like that. And and when you're lying on the table like that, and and the, um, it's like they can do anything with you what they want. The 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 bench can move up. It can it can it can uh, turn. It can. Uh, you have the, the 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 weird thing is like they do the most horrific thing to you. And then you have the little window, you know, the um, where there are a bunch of scientists just very interested looking at you. They're not, they're not even hurt a bit by the suffering. You know, they're just obsessed with what is going on. Uh, what what will happen if we do this? What will happen if we do that? What? Um, um, they they are going in with um, how do you say it like a hypothesis like a yeah hypothesis uh, hypothesis da, 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 da. and 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 they want to see it confirmed they want to see that that um, and and you're lying there just being used as a below an animal like they're what it's they don't care they just don't want you to die because they put so much money in you. So, you know, that's, that's the basic thing that they, that they are worried about. Don't die. And uh, they only want you to die when they plan it because they want to uh, resurrect you back to life. So, um, yeah, so that, that is just um, to, to just give a general picture of what these uh, labs could look like. Um, and to, to uh, see the technology that they have. This is a bit more of a, a control room where, um, um, where they have all these, um, like if you look, you have all these benches where people can lie in and, and they can close it and they can do, like they can basically look through you and monitor every process, not just your heart and, and the chemical processes, but they also uh, look at the energetic processes that happen. So uh, what happens with the flow of energy um, in, in somebody's body when he goes through trauma, um, they can use these kind of stuff to bring you into a virtual reality. And uh, from there, um, they monitor everything that happens and they control the virtual um, um, program that you're in. So in this picture I just shared, the, the, these are essentially like sensory deprivation tanks around the you know, circumference of the room. There are yes. people inside of these in a central command station where they're pushing buttons 
you know, initiating sequences, pulling people into virtual reality realms, creating trauma, studying chemical levels, biological processes, and the people are in these sensory deprivation tanks helpless. Yes, and a lot of programming happens there. Oh my. I mean, like the the day they, 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 you know, with the you hear often the stories about you know being thrown in a in a, a bucket full of spiders, you know, stuff like that. That's really uh, it, that is really traumatic and it's really scary. But they put it up a level with virtual because you know in. Uh, when they throw you in a pit with uh, poisonous snakes, for example, they can actually kill you physically. But when you do that in virtual, it can kill you, but you they just restart. They, they you know, but it, it, your brain experiences it at, as, as really happening as truth. So... Um, what basically happens is they can kill you over and over again in a virtual world where your brain actually believes and experience like the body, the body experiences it as well, but it's much easier to bring you back to life. Wow. Yeah, this is, this is an interesting picture um, about this is, there's a very, a uh, dear survivor um, uh, who does amazing drawing drawings. Like if you would see all the drawings that she does, it's it's really good. And this is one of her drawings where um, where she describe where she shows how you're just being like a product, like you're a test tube kind of product. And where they where, this is where the belief also comes from that Lucifer is the one who created you because they they take all these buildings block and they put you back together as a lego uh, how do you say that like um lego. yeah lego yeah lego yeah hmm. uh like a lego project and hmm. and um and and the she she draws this so well how how it's just like that hmm. coming back to your story priscilla and looking at, all right, you actually were born after spending all this time in these artificial wombs. Yes. They were torturing you in the artificial room. You know, one of the things that is common, they, they love to um, inject fetuses in mm-hmm. the womb. And in, in the old school, some of the older clients that I had, you know, they actually have memories of being in the womb where they see the needle coming through the mother's uh, belly button, right? And it stabs them and they're being injected or there are samples being taken out. It's very painful. Sometimes they fill the, uh, the, uh, the, the womb, the uterus with, with a, a chemical that's burns, you know, mm-hmm. Epsom salts uh, mm-hmm. to hurt the baby make baby feel like they're on fire that's all old school stuff Mm. because they were doing that with a biological organism yeah now with the artificial womb you don't have to keep a mother alive with the Mm. processes you're doing to create trauma for 
the developing fetus. And you have a whole lot more control over whether they survive or not with science. I really need people to understand that what Priscilla is talking about is the uh, advancement of stuff they've been doing for a long time. They just keep developing new technologies. And, you know, uh, I mean, Amanda, I'm sure you've run into this, but they were engineering people in test tubes 60 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And and how things have developed for today, for the younger generation. And that's what I think it's important for the counselors in training to understand that when you're working with an older survivor, um, you're going to work differently. There's still the trauma. There's, you know, the, the, the things they did years ago. But with the younger generation, with all the high tech that's, that they brought in, um, techno sorcery, um, it's, it's scary. And especially, you know, if we, if we see what the purpose is of the mystery religions and we realize that um, it's, it's Nimrod all over, it's Genesis 6 all over. And um, what the fallen angels were doing was imparting, uh, you know, sorcery and technology and combining it. And they're doing it again. And in the artificial womb, you know, as we were working with Pris, um, she started to say to me that she feels that in the top of her legs, she's got like um, a lot of strength, you know, in the top part of her legs. And we realized that they'd done transhumanistic stuff with her. They had implanted things in her that she could supernaturally jump. She could supernaturally run. Um, She had abilities that a human, normal human being didn't have. And so being in the artificial womb is very, it's so much easier to, to do the manipulation and to actually bring the human being into a transhuman, then like the older generation, they were starting and they were testing and they were, they were still in the beginning process. But with the younger generation, it is so much easier to now build this superhuman being. Um, and, and this is what they're looking for is to have eternal life without Jesus Christ. Um, that is the bottom line. It's, that's what they want to do. It's, it's the mystery religions. So um, what is so interesting, Dan, is that um, you know that in, in the, the word of God says that as we get to the end of the times, there is a womb being prepared for the Messiah. And, and as things mature, he will come back. It's the timing of the father. But there's a counterfeit. And there's a counterfeit womb being prepared and an incubator being prepared for the Antichrist. And just like when the baby's mature, the womb moves aside, baby comes. Um, The womb will not move until the baby is mature. And so there is a maturing of the Antichrist taking place which is iniquity. I mean, what, what will mature him is iniquity. And so if we don't deal as, as the body of Messiah, 
as the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, if we don't deal with our iniquity, we are empowering and helping to mature the womb of the Antichrist. And that's what's so scary. But if we do deal with our iniquity and we do clean up and we help the survivors pray and deal with generational curses, which opened up all of the stuff, um, we are actually holding back the Antichrist from coming forth because it's not his time yet. And he's trying to push. He is trying to push his agenda because he's worried. Because things are opening up very quickly now and people are becoming, they are becoming more and more mature to receive this. I mean, I'm fascinated to hear how many people are actually listening to us and believing us. It's amazing. Well, and, and I have to point this out, Amanda. I have to point this out, right? Now, now I have to play devil's advocate, right? Because folks, you have to understand what we deal with because we're having like this conversation right now artificial wounds, techno sorcery, like problems that need to be resolved for real people like Priscilla. And there are people that are actually still coming and confronting us saying, but, but can a Christian even have a demon? <laughs> now, I don't know about you, Amanda, but I, I feel like this, this whole rigmarole where we begin to circle back around and have to have these basic, basic two plus two conversations with people that just refuse to go there with God over and over again. It's a little frustrating. It's like, you are not qualified to ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know are, do we do we really is this even a real question I, I i have to say that you know there there may be people that are listening to this podcast that's exactly where you are and you know what this is the thing the good news is there is a lot of information out there to help you catch up yeah. there is a lot of information out there to help you see because amanda she has a lot of teachings, trainings, informations on her website to help answer all of your questions. Our website at bridemovement.com, a lot of podcasts, church services. We have a whole institute to get you catched up right from the beginning. You know, can Satan touch a Christian? Some Christians believe that Satan cannot touch a Christian because of a specific passage in 1 John. Well, we answer that. We will walk you right through from that point all the way into bloodline iniquities and, you know, convergence with non-human bloodlines and how to resolve those bondages right in our courses. We'll get you there. Now, uh, Priscilla, I, I want to come back to you. Okay. You're, you're walking us into this whole realm of the labs. And yeah. I'm glad you are because I hear labs come up with survivors all of the time. But oftentimes what, what it is for most people is I'm getting taken to labs in my dreams. I have a dream. I'm in a lab and I feel like something's happening to me. Can you make it stop with the prayer? Like, and that's the full revelation. There's just sleep labs, please help me. And 
a lot of the deeper connections are not happening because the memory work isn't there. Mm-hmm. Now, can you talk to us a little bit about your experience having been in the labs as a developing fetus, you know, then programmed in these places, going into teenage, young adult, like how did that in, like, like, like play into your dream world? Well, it's a really interesting question because uh, it actually, when, when I was younger and uh, also as a teenager, when I had still no flipping idea of what my life really was about, um, I would have these weird dreams. And, um, and I would like, I would insist like even as a small child when i when i was uh you know about nine or ten i would insist that i had memories of my surrogate mother bringing me to a hospital and we would go to a lab and we would do you know and 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 she was like no i did not bring you to a lab we we never went there it's it's like and and but i was like it felt so real to me i knew that i knew that that it happened and um but then you're like well probably i was a small kid i made it up whatever um now looking back um it's really interesting how memories work i i don't fully understand it but what i do is that what i do know is that there something happens at conception the spirit gets into the body and um from that moment there's a recording device just going and um we do not realize how accurate that recording device is because it's very pure and it records the data as 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 it's because it's energy it's a, it's it's spirit it's it's energy and um it, it knows what's going on and um when you get dreams, it often is it is a interpretation of of things that happened uh, when you were really small, or maybe just two nights before. You know, it's 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 um, because what your spirit knows is not always known by your presenter brain. If you like, it has to work with the with the images and the fantasy that that you're the normal person that lives daily life has to work with. So let's say that um, as a child, you once saw a alien movie and, and, and that is the only thing that you know about, about alien life, then you, you can get dreams with recurring images of the aliens because that is what you know about them. And, um, uh, but they are actually memories and your subconscious is trying to tell you, go, okay, do your homework, start research. And, and, um, and the more you actually get to know about it, the more you allow your actual memory to become the reality, it, it will get more detailed. So, um, I know that there are people, for example, they do not like to go on the internet to to look for pictures or to read stories about um, SRA because they think that it will um, give them false memories or something like that. 
So what I would do is I would do exactly that because in, in, inside of me, I would, I would suddenly feel a click and something would jump forward and, and my actual memory became a reality in, in, in the front of my, in, in my brain. And it wasn't what I read or what I saw. It was, it was something that, 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 um, um, that looked like it or that but what I saw or what I read triggered what was already there in my subconscious because my dreams were not always that clear you know I would I would say yeah it was a lab and there were these weird kind of lights and this futuristic kind of um, um, tables but it's only when I started to to see the pictures that it was like whoa that's it this is this is what I saw. And then I would see another picture of a futuristic lab. And I was like, no, 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 that's not it. That, that doesn't look like it. But I know of other survivors, they, they're like, no, the lab that I was in looked more like this. So, you know, we, we all have our own memories, but you have to allow your memories to, that are hidden in your subconscious, you have to allow them to come forward and um, to that your actual brain starts to understand what, what they're saying. Does it make sense? So now I, I, I want to come back around to your adventures as an Arctic mermaid for a minute here. Yeah. So you would turn into a blubbery, white-finned Arctic mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> and go to Antarctica. Yeah. Um, once there did you see some of the labs there and the works that they were working on? Well, yeah. I mean, that usually was the whole purpose why I would be sent, why I would send to go there. Um, like what I said in the last podcast, um, you, at some point, you're not just a victim anymore. You, you are a perpetrator as well. Um, so as, um, once I was able to become that Arctic mermaid, I was not a child anymore. I was, I was older. This was like somewhere in my teens, late teens. And, um, I would, uh, be sent to these places, um, uh, in, in Antarctica or someplace like that. And, um, once once I got into the facility, uh, obviously I wouldn't be a mermaid anymore. I would have been uh, uh, changed back into uh, a human again. And um, that is where either I would receive more programming for myself, more you know uh, advanced uh, programming, uh, participate in. Um, um battles things like that would happen a lot as well this, this what i told you about the virtual world um that is where also a lot of battles would take place uh so you go into a virtual reality with other survivors and that is where you have to fight each other um but also i would i would go there to um to be part of of um, 
training other children, I guess, and and the one the ones that were smaller than than I was that were not as far as I was. Wow. Okay. So did you have anything you wanted to add before we move into the uh, conversation on chakras, Amanda? No, I think, I think we're ready for the chakras now because it's important to see what they did in the womb to enable her to be the mermaid or to be whatever they wanted her to be. It started in the womb, in this artificial womb, and they had to give her extra um, external energy source to actually enable her to do these weird things and become the mermaid or whatever. So I think we're ready for the next step then. All right. So Priscilla, what's going on with this picture? Yeah. So um, what you see here is a, um, a, a picture of an energy system that, that runs through the body. This is obviously um, uh, an artificial energy system. It's not, it doesn't look very natural and it isn't. And that is what um, a lot of survivors have. Most, most survivors, uh, most younger survivors, I would say all younger survivors that are of a high royal bloodline would have this kind of energy system. Um, and that, that they create this in the womb. So if I can just add a little step before, um, because you you know about IVF, right? The where they do the where they freeze yeah, yeah where they freeze the, the the eggs eggs and all that. And so what they what they do is they there is a conception and they freeze the conception, the, the, the little clump, the, the egg, the ball of egg and sperm and all that kind of stuff. They freeze it, but already God has given life. So there's, al there's already spirit there. And they take this, they, they put this in, 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 a, in a frozen state, in, in a sort of a quantum kind of ball. In my memory, it looks like a blue ball that, that gives light. And they bring this ball to rituals. So this is like no implantation yet. There's no artificial womb yet, but they bring the, the, the frozen fetus to rituals where there's already iniquity being downloaded on the fetus. And um, um, when they, like they can put this ball, this blue ball, they can put this in the person that is going to be sacrificed, for example. So, and then after that, they will surgically remove it again. So that the fetus actually experiences the death of this person. So now we all know about Joseph Mengler, right? And we all know that he was at some point ritually sacrificed. Now imagine having all these frozen uh, fetuses and few of them were implanted actually in him when he was ritually sacrificed. 
So these fetuses carry the memory of being slaughtered as you, like being in Joseph Mengele. And this, this opens up a whole new world of, of like what they can do, uh, having memories of events that you know you cannot have been part of because you weren't born yet, but still you know it as if it was true. And um, so this is, this is where it starts because before you're even implanted in an artificial womb, you're already so charged. There is so much evil and, and trauma and, and, and this black stuff that, that, that is sticking to you. And, and then you, even, you haven't even drawn your first breath yet. And then they put you into this artificial womb. And what then happens in my experience is the first few weeks is relatively um, like relaxed, if you would put it that way. There, there's not, because it's very important that the basic uh, the basic systems in the body will develop, and um, and I think they've learned through trial and error that that is very important to not mess up that process, and. Um, but then with me, and I know other survivors, they, they, they report um, earlier, but with me, it was around 12 weeks uh, where I have a very intense traumatic memory where um, this is where my, my um, central nervous system, like it's, it's fully developed around eight weeks and you have the, um, the spine, uh, is, is kind of ready and all the nerves that are around it going to the brain, to the brain and everything. Um, then what happens is somehow, because you're tiny, I don't, don't ask me how they do it, but I know that they did it is they, they, uh, create a electrical current in, in the womb and uh, it feels as if they put a pin down at the bottom of the spine and on the top and there is just some kind of electric current running through it and it basically it charges the whole nervous system so uh, strong that a artificial energy system is created through it so where we have, we know that we have an energy system in the body. Like we, we cannot live without it. If, if, if it stops, we're basically just dead. And we also know that the Eastern religions have stolen this knowledge and they have gone berserk with it and doing all these crazy stuff. And they call it chakras. Um, I know a nice word I like is energy center. Uh, because that is what it is. It's an energy center in the body where, and it distributes energy to the rest of the body. Um, but it also uh, can be used for psychic abilities. And uh, that is obviously what they want it to be used for. Now, um, if you um, go to, there is this picture um, 
with the um, it's number Sorry. 11 that one yes all right so this is the best that I could find uh, even though this is a grown-up person uh, but it's it's like a, uh, this is just a baby version you have to imagine this but this is what it feels like that, that there is this stuff on your spine as a baby and there's current running through it and from it a, a second like every energy center is being copied if you would put it like that it's being copied and it's 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 overlay it's it's an overlay over the over the real um energy centers and uh, i think that's the next picture and um so what they do to um make this very powerful is that there are two uh, energy centers or chakras, if you want to call them like that. And they call it the alpha and the omega chakra. And this, these chakras are added to the seven natural energy centers that God has created us with. One on the top, the alpha and the omega is, is below. And these are um, sealed with the seal of uh, Lucifer. Uh, on the base of the neck. So later on in life, uh, you would get like a spiritual tattoo with the seal of Lucifer on the base of your neck. Um, if you Google seal of Lucifer, you can you can see what it looks like. But um, the alpha um, and omega chakra, they basically form a closed circuit. And... Um, they and it, it for it's like a generator and it um it can it is able to store energy so when you need energy in 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 rituals or in fights or or in, or when you are like when i would shapeshift into a mermaid that is not something that i do like i do a, a little trick on my nose and i'm a mermaid it's it's like you need a huge, huge amount of energy to be able to shapeshift in, into a mermaid. You can't do that when, when you have just a regular energy system running through your body. And um, what they do is they connect these um, alpha and omega uh, energy centers to very strong entities. And... Um, for example, the uh, omega uh, uh, energy center is usually connected to an entity that has to do with the underworld or mid-earth, you know, something like that, because it pulls you, it, it, you, you draw the energy from, from the underworld. And um, Well, and in your picture, you put Sheol. I would yes. assume that that would also go by Hades. Uh, yes. who is an entity um, and I can't tell you how many survivors we've had to untether from mm. Sheol and Hades I, I it's like all the time anyway yeah well exactly and and I mean uh, especially when the Omega chakra is connected to to um, to this kind of entity 
you can just imagine the, the kind of energy because energy moves in frequencies and, and uh, the very low frequencies are, are very, you, you can experience them as very evil, low kind of powers that, 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 that come from it. And then you have the alpha um, um, uh, chakra or energy center. And that is the new agers, they, they would call it like it, it helps you to get into Christ consciousness. You know, they, they, they talk about this happy place and it's all, and, and that is, of course, it's, it's a lot of um, bad stuff that they uh, experience. It's, it's false, it's second heaven. It's completely the wrong Christ consciousness that they're talking about. Um, but the energy frequency that runs there, it's, it's a much higher frequency and it, it brings you, it, it actually helps you to, to uh, move to the uh, parallel universes and to, to other um, of, of um, planets. Um, and the entity that usually goes with that one, it's very interesting because I've heard survivors that the omega chakra usually differs the, the, with the entity, but the alpha chakra almost always seems to be uh, Metatron. Mm -hmm. And uh, those who follow your uh, teachings on the Kabbalah should know by now uh, who Metatron is <laughs> and uh, what, what he does. Uh, I actually really enjoyed your teaching about that one. And um, it really, um, he's, a, he's a big guy, Metatron. He's very evil. Well, and for those of you that missed it, um, Metatron is, is, is basically uh, Antichrist. I mean, he has... But when you break down the mysticism around his name, the gematria, all of the uh, you know texts that the Kabbalists use in order to derive their understanding of who Metatron is and what he's here to do, I'm here to tell you he's a counterfeit Christ, counterfeit Christ, and. And this is what's so scary and, and why I, I had to blow up uh, Kabbalah with, with, with a deep dive is because there is such an infiltration in the body of Christ with these ideas. You, you know, Christians are actually being told, oh, Metatron, that's just the ascended Enoch. That's, that's a good angel. He's here to help. He's here to empower Israel. He's here to like, you know, and, and by the way, Metatron's cube, let's ascend into that. That will help us to go to other planets and exercise our, you know, manifestation as the sons of God. And it twists and twists and twists. And essentially you're moving into a Christ consciousness matrix with the assistance of antichrist powering up the kingdom of darkness with counterfeit ascension techniques and protocols and moving into spaces that are very dangerous and, and, and totally second heaven. 
Yeah, and that's exactly what uh, Metatron, the interesting thing about Metatron, he's an entity, but he's also, um, it, it's very, it can be very confusing because if you are a Merkaba rider, you basically use the Metatron's cube, which, which is the vehicle that brings you to Metatron um when when you are in that kind of meditation uh kabbalah stuff which is part of the programming as well is that that, that you uh, because you are co connected with metatron through the alpha chakra and i mean just think think about the christ consciousness um and you just said he's like the antichrist so what consciousness are you really connected to and um, we are, we are, our iniquity is birthing the, 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 the antichrist. So, well, and, and, and if I could just, because you, you, you are triggering me and I'm upset now, I'm trying to mask that with a like professional face, but I, I, I really am disgusted by what happens you know i watch people that begin to ascend into metatron's cube and they all seem to land on different uh heresies such as universalism the the, the universalist approach to the redemptive agency of jesus christ which basically says jesus came to also redeem satan back to his first estate mm -hmm. and they get into this re Re reconstruction of the conversation in the book of Acts on the restoration of all things and begin to say, look, our work as Christians is to help these fallen angels remember who they were and help them get reinstated through the love of God back wow. into service to Jesus. That's, so you, 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 you don't oppose Satan. You don't oppose Poseidon. You help them to remember who they are. And if they're tormenting you, just bear it in love and 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 i i i'm like it's horrible in, in in what world is this okay the restitution of all things has nothing to do with loving on satan and mammon and poseidon and trying to help them as a good christian soldier are you kidding me i i i, I, I you know this has slammed the Christian mystic movement, which some people from Christian mysticism have worked their way over to our stuff. And, and there was a lot of confusion for a little while, guys. I, I, and I was like, where is this stuff coming from? No, I don't agree. No, I will not stand for that. No, I'm not going to stop talking about it. I actually got an email. Like, no, I'm not going to stop talking about it. I will not stop talking. About it. I don't care if it's messing up ministries. I don't care if your people are starting to ask questions. Good. <laughs> because... I, I, I'm not going to coach people into a position of powerlessness to a defeated kingdom. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to do it. The wrong consciousness is the consciousness associated with Metatron. I am going to stop. Look, Priscilla, um, you, you're talking to us about, so, so go a little bit more into the um, artificial chakra system and how that overlay produces certain things that they want. All right, well, if you go to picture 12, I think it is. Okay, hold on. Because. This? No, the next one. All right. 
Yes, that one. Uh, this actually is a. Um, I mean, I'm I'm sorry. It's I know it's not the kind of pictures. I I couldn't get the picture. Like my back doesn't look like that. So I just had to go with the drawing. But um, this actually pretty much um, is what it what it looks like. So you you have the normal energy centers that that God has given us. And uh, through trauma and um, and the actual, uh, they use xenobots, nanobots, um, you know, very very advanced technology that you cannot trace when you are in a MRI machine or something like that, and it, they become portals. So your body becomes a portal. That, that is what it really is. And it, it is a portal of energy. It is a portal connected to different entities, to different uh, planets, other, other, uh, like other worlds. Um, and every energy center is its own bomb of energy because I mean it is we are not created to carry this much energy with us um I I remember one time when Amanda she was she was praying for me this was before we knew about the artificial uh chakra system and she was she was praying for me she was in the Netherlands and she put her hand on my on my back or she tried to at least and it was like as if there was this magnetic force that that she had to go through to put her hand on my back because it was like it was just so strong the energy was so strong and i remember the moment her hand actually touched the it was the back of my neck i felt as if i was burning like it was a it was a confrontation of two kingdoms and 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 her, the energy that was going through her hand that was from third heaven that was um that was anointed by the holy spirit just got through my energy system and i i i just fell with my knee like i fell from my chair on 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 the ground because I got hit by a form of energy that I had not not yet known, and that obviously is stronger than the energy that I was charged with, which was very frustrating to my system, because um, I was like, like, it, how can this be? Because I'm supposed to be the stronger one. I'm supposed to to have control over Amanda and not she uh, over me. And uh, so I, I just, um, I mean, can you just imagine uh, Jesus in the Bible when he would lay on his hands on, on people, the kind of energy they were confronted with? It's, it's just wow. really, really powerful when you think about that. And, um, and I think as uh, we are, we, it's very important for us as, as ambassadors of Christ to know what energy we have to our availability. 
it's it's not something that we deserve. It's not something that that we should abuse. But when we walk in our authority, seated with Christ in third heaven, when we lay on hands, it it, it has the ability to completely move move people and to 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 set people free and to bring freedom because mm-hmm. it's energy and and mm-hmm. we are always getting a little bit spooked by the word energy but it's we shouldn't we should be amazed by it and the power of it because it's the anointing mm-hmm. wow uh amanda did you want to make any comments at this point yeah i think um Dan, what is important also, you know, in, in the training of counselors to remember that, um, as Pris was sharing, it's all about energy. And the warfare that we're facing today is not the same as what happened in the past. Um, we are now in the quantum. It's, it's quantum. And so our attacks, um, the way they would, even in the womb, they would describe, I, I've had survivors describe that they see like energy balls of fire energy balls being thrown at them in this womb. And it's like they're ducking, they're ducking, you know, as these energy balls are coming at them. And through the frequency that they throw at the baby, they can actually kill the baby in the womb through frequency and resurrect the baby again. Because it's all about death and resurrection, death and resurrection. And they do it even in this artificial womb through energy. And so um, I think what, what, what we need to really learn for the older generation, the younger people don't have a problem, but, but for the older generation is to realize that if you don't understand quantum, and you don't understand the level of warfare nowadays, that it's it's energy. And we're being shot with energy weapons. And, um, you know, everything's done through energy. And the fact that your body has got an electromagnetic field and we, we've got a frequency. And so when, if we look at Genesis 1 and we see everything was perfect and God created everything, spoke it into being, and it was perfect. But then there's a there's a gap, which I call the gap theory, between verse 1 and verse 2. And then suddenly there's chaos. And so what happened with the chaos was that the Holy Spirit came and hovered. And the word hover in Hebrew is frequency. And so where there's chaos, now in second heaven, it's just chaos. Because Satan can only operate in chaos. And so with the survivors, they know the frequency of chaos because that's how they also function. It's all chaos. And what I do when, when the survivor is ready to now um, be confronted that they've been deceived, they've been tricked, um, they've been lied to, they are not this queen that they think they are. Um, when I explain the silver cord and I explain that, um, if you if you see that you are linked with the silver cord to a human body, it means you are human. You're not a goddess. Maybe you believe that that's how they tricked you, but you're human. 
And then I say, I want you now to sense, and you're very clever with energy. You understand frequency, and you know Lucifer's frequency. It's death and chaos. Now I want you to feel Yeshua's frequency. And once they feel Yeshua's frequency, third heaven, it's totally a different ballgame. And then they, they say they, they're spoiled because now, okay, now, but I want that. That's, that's really, I want the healing. I want the deliverance. I want the freedom that's coming from Yeshua, which is life. So, um, yeah, that's, I think it's important to understand what Pris is explaining with this extra external energy center, the Alpha Omega um, is that it's a generator, but it runs on the electromagnetic field that God gave us. But then they, the minute they bring in that overlay, they are linking them into second heaven with all the entities. And that then runs the energy, which gives them the power to go and do all their wild stuff and travel to the different dimensions, which a normal hum, human being can't do. You know, the word frequency is something that is working its way into the body of Christ. But people are still struggling with where can I ground that out in scripture? Let me give you two places. One, uh, God spoke and said, let there be light. Okay. God spoke. That's frequency. Light also Frequency. Number two, where's the frequency of Jesus? Malachi 4.2, and the son of righteousness shall rise in our hearts with healing in his wings. See, the healing in the wings is the uh, pushing forth of a frequency through vibration, and it brings healing. That is Jesus Christ and his emanations. It's right there staring us in the face. This is not actually weird, guys. Listen to me. It's not weird. Uh, This is what God's been trying to tell us all along. Now we're just understanding it in modern day language. Um, I, 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 I have been using the term frequency more and more because, you know, one of the things that you realize is the Bible says, uh, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But there are certain frequencies that you can put on the word of God that is death. And when it's preached, the frequency absolutely brings you into a pit. It's condemnation, it's shame, it's guilt. It's not the life of God. And it produces lack of faith. Then you could put a different frequency on the word of God, which usually comes through preaching and teaching that comes from a source of life in the person bringing it and it's encouragement it's uplifting it builds faith and it connects folks to god and there's more understanding now it's like wait not all preaching is the same even if it's with the same book that why does faith come by hearing because frequency is part of that equation of building faith frequency is part of the equation of building faith you know i in my early days of starting ministry. I, I, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. I would, I would disciple people. I would get on the phone. I would talk to people once a week, disciple them. And I would watch them just explode. I mean, this was like 10 years ago. 
And I'd be like, wow, you are really great. You need to get into a local church. And they get into a local church. And I talked to them five months later. Death had overtaken their walk with God. And it's like, dude, you, you were here with me like five months ago. Now you're in this pit. What have you been doing? Well, I got churched, Dan Duvall. I got churched. And I'm like, man, it makes church sound like a, like a swear word, like, like, like an explicative. You got churched? Dang. <laughs> but, but it, and, and church is supposed to be a good word. That, that's the ecclesia, the called out one who sit at the gate and judge. We're supposed to be the gatekeepers of earth that's what church really means so if you got church that that should have mean you 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 got empowered to gatekeep earth and its nations not get put in the pit i i i I, my heart breaks over some of these things i don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that amanda i'm sure that would have never happened to you (laughs) no definitely then yeah, you, you, it is so, you, it's so spot on what you're sharing. Absolutely so accurate. Yeah, I totally agree. Can I yeah. quickly add something? Because I don't know if you saw, but my light just went on. Like I just suddenly realized something that, well, I finally put the dots uh, together. Is so many people ask me, like, you have been a, Christian all of your life you were a worship leader you were um, a cell group leader um, how can this be your background and and um, and that is exactly because or they ask like how could you have been uh, an infiltrant in the church because that is one of the things that that I was I was my one of my tasks as a uh, as a race survivor was to to get the church back on its backside instead of standing up and, and fighting. And um, so it's it's the frequency, like I was a worship leader, but what, what, what was the frequency of my worship? I was a cell group leader. What was the frequency of my teaching? It, that is exactly why I could say the right things. And like, when I was doing worship, people could fall, like fall in the spirit, and all these all these kind of things could happen. But what was actually happening to them? What was the fruit in their mm-hmm. lives? Mm-hmm. And and did it bring forth good fruit, or was it was it emotional experience? What what they got? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? And and that is really um, what what people need to learn to understand. It's not the right words or the right songs or, or the emotional hype that that's going on. It really is about what frequency is, mm-hmm. is being, is coming forth from mm-hmm. the one speaking and is it the Holy spirit or is it second heaven? All right. So you gave me this picture and uh, this is a robot. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, what's going on here, Priscilla? Well, this is how a lot of my parts perceived what they were. So if Amanda would ask, well, what do you look like? I would give a picture like this. This is who I am. Um, I did not think of myself as a human 
or that I didn't think that I had any humanity in me. I did believe that I had a humanity program. So if my humanity program was activated, I could act and look like a human, but in reality, I wasn't. So that that is just a little bit too, you know, that it really is crazy because they take a human, because I am a human, just so you know, uh, but they made me thinking I was an AI, a robot, who believed he had a human programming to act like a human. So it's like a double con or something. I don't know how you say that in, in, in English, but it was, it, I, I remember when my parts started to realize how deceived they were and how tricked they were into believing that they were IA it was i i think it's one of the more angry i've been um i mean i've been deceived in many ways and many levels but believing that i was a ai having no humanity no ability for emotions and no ability to love or to be loved uh that is how really a lot a big big part of my my uh, humanity was programmed which was possible because i grew up in this artificial world because i'd never bonded i didn't i i've like from the beginning i have not known what it means to 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 bond or to feel loved or wanted or or things like that so that's where the foundation is and it, it, you know, one of the things that I believe is I believe that family is at the center of God's God's heart for producing healthy lives, healthy communities, healthy businesses. And family is the first expression of government that most of us will experience because we come into the government of family that is the head of every man is Christ and the head of every woman is man. That's a government according to the Bible. And in God's design, it's supposed to provide a place of safety, provision, protection, um, wellness. And, you know, it's one level of the enemy's agenda to destroy the family, right? Let's push, you know, homosexuality. Let's, push you know uh, all kinds of sexual perversion so that we don't have families anymore um let's also create division within the family lots of divorce lots of adultery lots of abuse but then it's the next level to say let's take children out of families entirely and just raise them in like government homes foster situations right where there's very little connection the next level is let's not even allow bonding in a womb. The, the further you get away from a healthy family government, the more predisposed I believe individuals are to an antichrist government. They're just going to fall right in line with it because yeah. that's going to be 
the default. It's like, well, I have to be under some kind of government. So I guess this is all I got. You know, it's the same thing with the programming. When you learn that you can't trust your parents, you can't trust your uncles, you can't trust your handler, you can't trust your programmer. The only thing that you can trust is certainly not yourself because you're crazy. So trust the program itself. Mm. That's mind control 101, right? Yeah. And what is Antichrist trying to create? He, 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 he's trying to, you know, raise up humans into his own priesthood. You know, in Christ Jesus, we have the order of Melchizedek. We are priests and kings unto God. What is Antichrist trying to do? The spirit of Antichrist is moving to raise up his own priesthood. Survivors of satanic ritual abuse and all these things we're talking about. So how do we predispose everyone to that government and that priesthood? Get them as far away from the context of family as possible. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> We live in a broken world. Wow. Okay, guys. All right. So, oh gosh, you're going to do it to me again, aren't you? We, I have a lot of pictures. <laughs> uh, you, 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 okay. Hold on. We got to do one more. What is going on here? We, 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 we kind of drifted into Kabbalah a little bit, but, you know, we've really been looking at the chakras. We, we were looking at the connections into artificial intelligence, which, by the way, for those of you that haven't heard this yet, you know, part of Kabbalistic eschatology is that the serpent becomes a redemptive agency in the uh, 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 history of mankind, uh, that's where you get the idea of kosher serpent, this whole doctrine in Kabbalah. And when you look at their eschatology around how kosher serpent, um, because they get this from Nakash, that Nakash has the same gematria as Messiah, okay, <laughs> Kabbalah. So they say that the kosher serpent will bring redemption to the world through technology. And so technological advancement being brought about through the wisdom of the serpent will help humans to establish to Lam or the repair of the worlds. And that begins with delivering humanity from death and mortality among other things. So, so in Kabbalah technology, transhumanism, posthumanism is part of the serpent's redemptive work, uh, helping us now, uh, this is the serpent, Leviathan, Ouroboros. Uh, of course, this is the tangling of the serpent around the Kabbalah tree. Uh, wh why did you give me this picture, Priscilla? Well, exactly what you're saying. It's, it's like um, we, we see Kabbalah as a, you know, oh, that's just Jewish mysticism. You know, it's something that they believe. Let them be. But we do not realize how big of a part this is in the beliefs of the new world order, the the the, the government that is that is trying to bring in this whole antichrist because this is what they believe. The the, the uh, techno serpent, I think it's what they call it, is um, is going to be the messiah that is going to bring. 
um, um, uh, restoration and salvation to to humanity. And um, so when I was being programmed with this whole um, Alpha Omega Chakra system and um, um, uh, the what were we talking about the AI stuff part of it or maybe even the foundation I would almost dare to say is the whole Kabbalistic philosophy and the belief the, the Kabbalah tree um, I, I think I don't know about you, but maybe you also have to still meet the first survivor who does not have a Kabbalah tree program somewhere inside. I mean, it's it's basic programming on all levels, like low level programming, high level program. It's they they all have it. And um, what I discovered for myself is that um with with the bloodline that I that I am from is I, I would see this picture and I, I can try to explain it to you is that I, I saw this huge big old snake like it was really an old snake like almost with gray eyebrows and, and like a, almost like a mustache kind of thing it's, it's a w- weird description but I would say it's it's Satan from the beginning and he would uh go around my my bloodline and at some point he would enter my life and the moment he got into my bottom energy center which we call the root energy center at that moment it split into two snakes and the two snakes would go around my um, spine and then at the top of my my spine where my head is attached to my neck is they would it would become this uroboros where it would it would create a endless snake it would like it wasn't uroboros but in an infinity sign so it was like eating their own tail but in an in an infinity sign and this formed like this was as a spiritual tattoo tattooed on my on, on, on the back of my neck and uh, that is the sign that you see in the middle of the snake the it's the seal of lucifer and um and this was part of the closed circuit the alpha omega chakra and the artificial chakra system and this connected me to the cosmic kabbalah tree that is in second heaven and that is where I could draw my energy from, from that Kabbalah tree that is charged with all the iniquities and, and, and all the um, programming and, and rituals that have been done over the years, in, in, in all the years back. And um, so having been programmed like that uh, with the bloodline coming in, being connected to uh, the cosmic Kabbalah tree, that is where they get you to that ranking and and where you are just, you, you don't see your own humanity anymore. You really believe you are just an AI, a robot, a whatever. Um, I even didn't think I needed a body. My, my I, I felt I, I could 
feel as if my consciousness was uploaded into ether, you know, as if I was just part of the the whole universe. And and when I was in that state, I I didn't need a body for that. It, it's it's it, I know it sounds crazy, but that is that is how it how I felt and how it worked, and how I could move around like with my consciousness going all through the universe with the with Metatron and and the Merkaba and all that kind of stuff that we just briefly mentioned now. Goodness gracious! Well, look, guys, we're out of time. I am so sorry. I. I can tell you folks, uh, you'll see Amanda and you'll see Priscilla again because we, we, we've truly, we have more to talk about. We, we're still not done yet, but we are out of time. I want to say thank you to the both of you for this. You know, uh, folks, I also want to remind you, the good news is Jesus is bigger than all of the mm-hmm. enemy's power. You know, it's it's just amazing that we could talk about all this stuff that is so far out of the grid of most believers, and yet it is still well within the capacity, power, and ability of Jesus Christ to resolve and heal. Uh, Priscilla is living fruit of that, and and so are many others. And so, you know, this this to me just reflects the idea of our perception of God and how much bigger God is than we as believers have given him credit for. It's, it's just profound. But uh, with that said, I want to r- remind you all that Amanda Baez does have a website at canaanministries.org. And that's spelled with a K. And you can also find us at bridemovement.com, as you know. So thank you again, Amanda and Priscilla. And until next time, God bless and Godspeed. You've been listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. This podcast is a production of Bride Ministries International. Visit our website at brideministriesinternational.com to enjoy the Bride Ministries Church, the Bride Ministries Institute, free resources, and to support us financially.